Hello, Jess. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm holding a warm drink in my hand. Yes, wow. yes. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, for Food for Thought. Yeah. We are currently holding warm, milky drinks. <laughs> One that I don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's warm. I'm liking it so far. <laughs> so, uh, again, this is my sort of British heritage coming through. Mm -hmm. My mom would make these uh, this drink. It's sort of like... Uh, Kind of like hot chocolate, but not chocolatey. Oh, so it's yeah. it's made combination of like milk, hot hot milk, and like a powder. Okay. Um, and the powder is malted barley, which malted barley. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's kind of tastes kind of like vanilla, I guess, okay. in a way, kind of like wheat in a way. Uh, I think it's great. I What's it called? It's called Horlicks. 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 I, I I someone might correct me on that. It sounds like something the British would make up, but it's warm and like vanilla -y. H O R L I C K S Horlicks. Okay, okay. How would you say that word? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not British, I don't know how to say these things. Alright. Well yeah, bottoms Cheers. up, let's see. Let's go. Mmm. You Very like sweet and like rich. Yeah. Like I think you used the right amount of powder here. Mmm. No, I don't think I've ever tasted something like this, but very sweet. I see why you would compare it with a hot chocolate, but not chocolatey. Yeah, it's not chocolatey, but it has the same kind of notes. It's mm -hmm, sweet, it's mm -hmm. rich, it's warm. Oh, it's so good. You like it? I do like it. I'm yeah. glad you like it. <laughs> I made it for my daughters this morning, and they didn't like it. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad you do. Bad kids. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Really warm. <laughs> Excellent. I'm glad you like it. Mm. Jess, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Can you tell me about the last time you made a friend? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Um, so I work with some really cool people, but we're always like running around like chickens with our heads cut off. But yeah. every once in a while, we have time to chat. Mm -hmm. And um, recently, like I started working like the day shift. And so for lunch, like I actually like go on walks outside and stuff. And I started taking some walks with some coworkers. And then like, as you're walking around, you found out like, Hey, we have other stuff in common, not just like this job, but like there's other books that we, we like reading and just like things we find interesting that mm. we can chat about. And so I think that's, that's something that I was pleasantly surprised by this year, like just making friends at work and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, no, for sure, for sure. I um I think it's it has a usual trajectory, which is that you begin by bonding over something quite small. Okay. But that it's meaningful enough to both of you to continue to kind of yeah. talk together. Yeah, exactly. And then things kind of grow out of there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think all friendships like survive, like some of them like mm -hmm. Peter Rout and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that they all kind of start out the same way. Mm -hmm. They all start out, there's a stranger and then you kind of get to know a little bit about them and you have this sort of like this, oh, you also kind right. of moment. Right. And you're like, oh, I was going to say me too moment, but that has <laughs> a down. whole other kind of Please connotation. <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> it's not that, yeah. <laughs> it's a you too kind of moment, like, right. oh, you also like that. Right, right, exactly. Which, it's almost like friendships happen by accident, in a way. Yeah. Like, you kind of accidentally discover... Like, I don't know, for me, sometimes with friends, it's like, oh, we both like working out and fitness and stuff. And yeah. so, be... Yeah, it's like kind of taken by surprise by that, and so... Yeah. Exactly. I... One of my... <laughs> one of my closest friends today, while friendship began over a mutual love of chicken... Oh, that's a good reason to have a friend. Yeah. We kind of knew each other because our wives 
you know knew each other yeah and we but the first time we spoke yeah was we we just started chatting and we both realized we loved chicken okay. <laughs> and so we funny. were like yeah so let's go have some chicken and we, we did sure and, sure and one of my closest friends today I think that just made my day hearing <laughs> that story about the power of chicken. The power of chicken. <laughs> the reason we're talking about friendship today is because um, I think certainly social commentators, uh, but also Christian theologians and Christian writers, both agree on one thing, and that, that it is we're not very good at friendships in the modern age. Okay. That a lot of people are experiencing loneliness. And a lot of people find it very difficult as adults to make friends, yeah, yeah. and they are concerned over this fact. Mm-hmm. It's not of small consequence. Mm-hmm. There are some serious consequences to this. And it seems to be, you know, a, a combination of factors that have come together to create this. Uh, number one is sort of this very, very individualistic, privacy-loving culture that we've yeah. created, yeah. Uh, very, where we value self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. uh, we really value privacy, and so that's not a good place to start when you want to make uh, friendships. Yeah. I well, know um, one time I was talking to someone and it seems like that whole like individuality mentality. I made that rhyme. Um, it's kind of, it's, um, it's not just that it's a part of our culture anymore, but I've seen it as like something that people strive towards. Like my goal is yes. to be self-sufficient. Like it's not like people actually aim for that. It doesn't happen by accident, but people are like, but I know like that oh, is yeah. one of my ultimate aims. Like I want to just like have my own thing, do my own thing and be left alone. Yeah. Um, there are advantages to that, but there's also a big like glaring problem when you realize that I'm so self-sufficient that like I don't have people around me to ask for help or just like talk with. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's striving for something that you're never really going to reach because we're not built, we're not meant to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. We're meant to thrive in community. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, mm-hmm. I spoke to a friend of mine a few years ago now, but he's a town planner, or at least he was studying oh, town okay. planning. Nice. nice. And I asked him, like, what's it like? Like, give me a, you know, an interesting fact. Yeah. And he told me that if you look at houses that were built more sort of in the 50s and 60s, that you will always find the patio is at the front mm-hmm. of the house. Mm-hmm. And if you look at them that are built from the 70s onwards, their patio is always built at the back of the house. Uh, yeah. And the reason for that is that previously people wanted to be part of their community. Mm. And so when you're relaxing, <clears throat> you're sitting at the front looking at your neighbors because mm-hmm. you want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. You want mm-hmm. your kids to play together in the street. You know, yeah. you want you want to have that community vibe. And then culture shifted and people didn't want to be part of that community anymore. They wanted privacy. Mm-hmm. And so they move, you move the patio because when you're relaxing, you don't want to be with other people. You want to be by your, your, your own little family mm-hmm. or whatever wants mm-hmm. to be alone. And so they move the patio to the back. So yeah. we can see this shift in culture even in the way that we build our architecture. Right. That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that. But it's true. Like, I can definitely relate to that. To like, oh, in order to have a good time, I need to like be alone and not mm-hmm. be around people. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that. So there's this shift in culture. There's also because of the way that the job market has shifted. There's high mobility now where mm-hmm. we're moving a lot. And so mm-hmm. people quite often don't grow up and stay in the same place. You're right. Yeah. And so these sort of childhood friendships don't form or don't stay with you as easily. Mm-hmm. You are more, more easy. It's more easy to make friends when you're younger. Yeah, true. And true. so, but then you move away yeah. or they move away. Yeah. And so, and then, or, you know, you get to a new place and, and then, you know, you're there for a season and then you're gone again. Mm-hmm. And so friendships do take time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't give it the time to ripen. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 
People's Church downtown, hey. man, we're constantly <laughs> having people in yeah. and out of the doors all the time. Yeah, like yeah. being a downtown church means that she's like every couple of years you'll have a whole like fifty percent of your congregation is different. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I think it's that like for someone in that like stage of life, it's like you. It's exciting to like come to a new place and meet new people, but it's the maintenance part, like maintaining exactly. friendship, like the part that actually takes work, especially when you know that like oh, I'm not gonna be here for like super long. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it takes um makes it even harder to see the value in like maintaining friendships and yeah. motivating to do that. So yeah, it seems like exhausting with little payoff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So the third thing is the tyranny of the urgent. The fact that we live these extremely busy lives, oh, yeah. and <laughs> we're always feeling the constant pressure of getting everything done, mm-hmm. and so we don't feel like we have time for something you know as quote unquote frivolous as friendship. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a waste of time mm-hmm. because we have so much else important stuff to do. But we built our lives that way. We built yeah. our lives to be urgent, or certainly we feel that pressure all the time. And so, you know, we we don't really value friendships mm-hmm. in the first part. We're also not in an environment where we can make long-lasting friendships very easily because we're moving all the time. Mm-hmm. And we also live a kind of a lifestyle that doesn't lend well to things like Sabbath and, and relationship True. building and, and things that are more about... Um, the I would say the the spiritual slash emotional core of who we are, mm-hmm. uh, because we're constantly feeling this massive pressure to you know produce produce produce, mm-hmm. and so we're a, we're kind of a mess in that way. We you know <laughs> relationships are already hard, yeah. but now we're supposed to build them when culture seems very much against it, and culture's kind of also telling us that it's one of the least necessary things you need to do, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a problem. You know we we. We still recognize the need for romantic relationships because there's this biological need for it and culture still elevates it. Mm-hmm. We still see the value of work relationships because it's how we produce things. We still see family relationships as somewhat important. Somewhat. But even <laughs> that's waning to a degree. Yeah. yeah. But friendships are neglected. Yeah, we don't really see the value of, of friendships. Mm-hmm. And opposed to that, we see the Bible actually has a surprising amount to say about friendship. I didn't really expect it until I started reading it with the, po- the point of discovering what the Bible has to say about friendship. Okay. But particularly in the book of Proverbs, but also outside of that, there's actually a lot to say about friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the, more, the longer ones that we find is Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to, uh, to 12. What does it say? It says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. If one falls, the other one will pick up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to pick him up. Again, if two lie together, they can keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. One thing I find interesting is that you were saying like, oh, we don't think the Bible has a lot to say about friendship. But then when we look, kind of look, like you were saying, you were kind of looking for that and then like these things came up. That verse specifically, I hear it at like a lot of weddings. And yeah. so now I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it specifically got attributed to weddings. It is it is odd. I mean, you could say that a wedding is, I mean, a marriage is supposed to be a friendship first, okay. right? I hope, more, I would hope so. <laughs> but yeah, it's not nothing to do with love. But, not like that yeah, kind of love. Okay. It's, it's to do with friendship. 
Okay, because I heard it a lot in the context of like, yeah, like don't be alone because you know how are you going to be surviving out here in the cold if like you're by yourself type of thing. So sure. Okay. Okay. But wouldn't that more necessarily fit with a friendship rather than? I marriage? think so. Yeah. I think so. But then I'm like, why would other people? Anyways, I was just it, like, when you read that. the context as well, it's very much to do with it's it's to do with friendship. It's not okay. to do with. Okay. Yeah. I asked you to read one too. Yes. Uh, Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. Okay, here I go. Um, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. What do you think that means? <coughs> I think of the. Okay, actually, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna say what I think it means. Um, because when you were talking about how you know we want to produce and produce and produce, but we don't take time to like maintain friendships, mm-hmm. it reminds me of a book. I this is gonna make sense, but it reminds me of a book I read, like um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. And there's one bit where he talks about sharpen the saw, and like what that means is mm-hmm. you put a lot of pressure on yourself to produce, 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 but you don't have this regular habit of like doing things to sharpen your saw. So like maintain things that are important, like maintain habits of rest, maintain your relationships, do that. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm seeing, what this is reminding me of is that, yeah, as iron sharpens iron, like that same action of like, hey, I need to be in the habit of like maintaining my friendships, asking them how they're doing, spending time with them. If it's too crazy to spend time, like just like calling or something, because as we sharpen our friendship, it's going to help us like accomplish other things. So mm. yeah. That's, that's one way of answering your question. <laughs> no, it's perfectly legitimate. I think I think that's what it is about. It's about being uh, a healthy, well-rounded, a person who's growing. Right. And right. I, part of friendships, the way it's described, and especially in the New Testament, is like holiness, sanctification is a group project. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do this by yourself. You need people around you that you can lean on and trust and yeah. who can speak into your life as well. Yeah, exactly. A good verse to kind of make that point is Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Mm-hmm. And here's what uh, Paul says. He says, love one another with a brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. So the first part's obvious. Brotherly affection, Philadelphia, um, sort of philios love. Mm-hmm. It's, it's supposed to be friendship love. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of like camaraderie mm-hmm. love. What's interesting about the next part is... You know, outdo one another in showing honor. Uh, yeah. People, the, the, you know, we don't. This is the only part of the Bible where we are explicitly told to be in competition with each other, <laughs> not the other stuff. But what, what does honor mean then? Like how? It means to to encourage the other person, and you know, something like this. Uh, this morning, uh, I. I texted Jess and I asked her if she would do me a favor, and she very graciously uh, did me a favor, which was not a, it was kind of out of her way and a little I mean, bit, not really, but whatever. but I love that attitude. <laughs> Jess has an extremely generous attitude towards others, and and I think that's great, and I think it's a, a really important thing that not a lot of people have, and I think it's awesome. So I'm winning at that competition. <laughs> well, no, I just I just honored you, so I'm winning. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that next time. <laughs> cool. So you mean like going out of our way to encourage our friends and help them out and that sort of thing? Okay. Exactly. Okay. Going out of our way to encourage them, mm-hmm. to lift them up, to see something praiseworthy about them and to actually praise it in mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. To take the time to be encouraging. Yeah. Okay. 
that we need to be purposefully looking for those opportunities <clears throat> to do it and to uh, to honor one another yeah. publicly yeah. as well. That's cool. <laughs> so when you actually sum up everything the Bible has to say, and that was just a very small sampling, um, the Bible has a pretty <laughs> grim picture for those who don't take it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you are going to not be able to live you know, your best life, so to speak, without friendship. Not having the right friends or having no friends can actually be hazardous to your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly, it can can really like backfire on you as well. You can perish due to the no friends or a poor choice in friends. Mm-hmm. So I would say that social sciences and the Bible actually agree on this point that you are not meant to be a siloed individual. Mm-hmm. You're meant to be part of community, and it, whatever community you're part of whether that's a good community or a bad whether it's a very very dysfunctional one or a healthy one you are a product of that community right that there's there's a part of you that's built because of that and if you're lacking it mm-hmm. that's going to show mm-hmm. so today i don't want to just sort of show the value of friendship because i don't think that's controversial i think yeah perhaps we all know it even though we don't really really see it mm-hmm. But I want to kind of go further and say, like, how how do we begin good friendships? Mm. And friendships take time to build. They yeah. take deliberate energy. Because of this, I think true friends will be few. You know, That's I don't true. think it's yeah. a good a good thing to say, like, oh, you're supposed to just be like friends with everybody and everyone you meet, everyone I meet, I'm going to be this close, tight relationship mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. I think friendships do take time. We build them over time, mm-hmm. um, and and because of that and the deliberate effort of them. Having two, three, four, probably that less than five mm-hmm. people in your life that you're really close with, but that you're in community with, is kind of the goal. Yeah. We want to kind of have that sphere around us that we can rely on. And then outside of that show, have acquaintances, have sure, you know sure. people who you, you love and you like, uh, but that there are certain people you really trust. You're really intentionally building into their life. They're intentionally building into your life is kind of the goal of what, what we want to do. I feel like um, making a joke right now and calling them your chicken friends. Just like, chicken friends. <laughs> just like you and your friend, like you started off with a love chicken, but over the years your friendship grew. I mean, yeah. I've got a bit here later where we talk about levels of friendship, but okay. I guess I need to add chicken to that. Yeah, okay, but keep going. <laughs> you know what the saddest part is? What? He, that guy. He's not vegetarian, is he? He's a vegetarian. No, man. stop. Okay, so why does he love chicken? Well, he 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 wasn't when we met. Oh, uh, <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Funnily, like he's a vegetarian because uh, his his kids need that uh, need to that they have problems with meat, okay. and so he does it in solidarity with them. Yeah. But whenever me and him go out together, we eat chicken <laughs> okay. together. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, friendships take time to build. But what they begin with is common foundations. So there's a quote that says, um, friends stand side by side, not face to face. It would be weird uh, to spend time and energy in a friendship just sort of like lovingly looking at each other (laughs) and like complimenting each other and saying all that you like about the other person in terms of if that was your if that was kind of it, but if, mm-hmm. if it's a romantic relationship, mm-hmm. that's not that weird. Mm-hmm. Like you could, you can do that in a much less weird way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> friendships is far more about, there's a direction that you're both heading okay. and you recognize that 
you recognize this affinity between you that, oh, we like the same things. Mm -hmm. uh, we care about the same things. And so it's built upon this common ground. Yeah. But then it's you, the way you pursue it is you can kind of continue to share what you share. You're going in the same direction mm -hmm. and you can build into each other's lives that way as well. And the best friendships, you know, it's more than just one thing. You, you build out from there. Yeah. But it's it is still about this common ground, this expressed passion, dreams for the same things. Okay, okay. Can you give an example of like a foundation? For a well, sure. Of course, I think I think the most obvious one for Christians is that if we as Christians have the common ground of building your life on Christ, it means you have these shared experiences of coming to see Jesus as you know your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. You have shared passion for getting to know Christ deeper mm -hmm. and of also just, you know, um, sanctifying yourself, building, building into your life, seeing him glorified in this world. You have a lot of these different things that you probably share and have in common that can definitely become the building blocks of a friendship. Yeah. Uh, you also need to be able to sort of communicate well with each other <clears throat> and, and, you know, I don't think you can necessarily be friends with any Christian. Yeah. There's also probably a stage of life thing that might come into it or, or something else. Mm -hmm. But certainly that as a foundation to start with is a huge foundation. Sure. There's a lot of room to grow out of there as well. Mm -hmm. Far more than chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, a, there's an old saying that those who are going nowhere have no fellow travelers. Mm. So because of this common foundation that we might share in Christ then we share an identity, we share a task. If you're not passionate about following God, it might be hard to, f to form spiritually meaningful friendships. That's true, yeah. Um, I think it might be a sort of a chicken-egg thing because I think some of our passion will come out of these friendships mm -hmm. as we see it in other people mm -hmm. and as they encourage it in us. Mm -hmm. But still, you need to sort of care enough to say, no, that's my goal, that's right. my direction. Right. And then you'll find people like-minded around you to go. I think one of the saddest, saddest things is <clears throat> those people in life who just really, really want a friend might not make friends because they're not going anywhere. Mm. They don't have that foundation, you mean? Or like, is it deeper than that? Or? It's sort of there, yeah. It's sort of, if you, if all you really want in life is a friend mm -hmm. and all, like, so you're going out just trying to make friends. Mm -hmm. The kind of way that you're going to go, go about doing that is not, it's not easy to make friends that way because like you said in the beginning, you didn't go out with the intention of like, you were just desperate to make a friend. Mm -hmm. You made a friend almost by accident. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You just wanted to, you just wanted to go have a nice walk mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's nice to walk with someone else. Mm -hmm. And so you invite people around you to do it, and then you discover you have these things in common. Yeah, exactly. So you're kind of already doing something. Yeah, yeah. And friendships are made as you do it. Yeah, okay, I see. Yeah. And so I think part of, part of what it'll take to make good friends is to, to sort of start moving somewhere in life mm -hmm. and then just be mindful of those who are kind of moving in the same direction as mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and reach out to them. It seems like it takes intentionality, like intentionality on your part to like be pursuing something worthwhile, but yes. then also opening up your eyes and being like, okay, who else is doing something similar? Yeah, That's a good way of putting it. it yeah. Friendships, though, may be formed by accident. To grow, they will need intentionality. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Your story won't. If you, 
if your story that you started with uh, just ended there in the mm-hmm. sense of, yeah, we had this great conversation and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was the start, it could have been the start of something, but you wouldn't say that it was really this a sort friendship, of a yeah. friendship yet, yeah. but it can yeah. definitely become that and it can grow more and more. Yeah. With the effort. It can with grow the effort. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So to form friendships, we need to be willing to spend time around other people and engage in activities that have sort of a deepening quality to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And so there's three, there's three S's. Uh, I'm going to talk about Christian friendships now, okay. uh, but there's three S's that I think can form like the levels of friendship. So the first is just to socialize together, mm-hmm. be friendly, be encouraging towards each other. That's, that's sort of where friendships begin. Okay. The second one is when you begin to serve together. Mm. So it could be um, serving in the sense that you're helping out in the, in your community or you're praying together, praying for each yeah, other. Yeah. You're worshiping together. You're working together. You're doing some kind of projects together. Mm-hmm. At this, when you start opening up new areas of your life to another person and kind of have them alongside you, it deepens the sense of community you mm-hmm. feel with them. Mm-hmm. And the last S is to suffer together. Mm-hmm. And this is twofold. Number one, it's when you willingly enter into someone else's pain because you care about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're sharing their burdens. You are being there for them in their trials. Mm -hmm. And then it's also on the other sense of intention. There's, it's just going to happen naturally as you go through life. You're going to kind of be going through difficult seasons. Uh, But there'll also be those times where you can willingly together go and do something really difficult for someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you intentionally suffer on behalf of trying to bring hope and help into a yeah, situation as well. Sure. So you do something painful, mm-hmm. uh, and when you do it with a person, there's a, there's a camaraderie there that mm-hmm. really is powerful, mm-hmm. I think. You talk about like you know people who went to war together. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking of actually. Yeah. yeah, those who you know they they themselves though are suffering in the midst of it all. The the main thing they're doing is facing this painful, difficult, awful situation, but they're doing it together. Mm-hmm. And it, and it forms a bond with them that is, I'm sure, like no other. Exactly, yeah. I think um, where we get stuck is that like we, we kind of want to do the first one, the socialize. But then when it comes to serving people, we realize that like that's going to be costly on your part. And then suffering, like that's also something that can be greatly inconvenient. So I think yeah. it's like... I think that's another thing um, that we lack, like the, the motivation, the willingness to do the other two, like not just the social part. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's hard and... It's a whole other talk. It's like mm-hmm. you know, our, our sort of consumer culture being very, very adverse to helping or suffering. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that is challenging as well to forming friendships because yeah. if you're not willing to kind of journey to these deeper senses of friendship, mm-hmm. then yeah, your friendships, even if you might be, you might be a very friendly person who has a lot of great kind of chats with people yeah yeah but your friendships aren't going to go very deep exactly and especially when you're in in difficult difficulty people aren't going to be able to be there to help you in a very meaningful way (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think out of that what we need to we come back to the scripture and we find the bible encourages us really really strongly to take seriously the fact that Holiness is a group project. Yeah. Sanctification is a group project. There are dozens and dozens of what are called like one another verses. Yeah, yeah. Meaning like love one another, serve one another, pray for one another, you know, 
all of these one another verses are all over scripture. And so if you're a Christian today and you think, well, I'm okay. I just, but this is me and God, you know, all, all I'm about is like, I'm serving God. And that's what it means to be a Christian. You're missing out on a huge, huge portion of what God is calling you to do. The, mm -hmm. the command of God to kind of fulfill this mandate that he has on your life. Because mm -hmm. if you're not building intentional relationships with other people, there's a lot of it that you won't be able to do. That's you won't be able to bear another burden, bear mm -hmm. someone else's burdens. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to honor one another and show, you know, uh, brotherly affection for each other. Not in a concrete, effective way. Exactly. Yeah. And so even part, part of what it means to be a Christian is to be interested in making friends. Mm -hmm. Are you, we, we don't usually see it that way, but you're right. Like if, um, if I do want to grow in holiness then that's not something that happens alone, right? Mm -hmm. It takes intentionality, like we were saying before to like make friends, serve one another, or love yeah. one another. But it's true. It's not like intuitive. It's not something I think about when I think of holiness. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. And it's even important for sort of in a sense, self-actualizing or self-knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of expose something about you here. Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing bad. Okay. But there's definitely things about everyone that only come out in certain contexts. True. Like there's like... something about Jess that is genuinely Jess, mm -hmm. but will only be expressed in certain contexts. For instance, there is uh, only, there's a couple people in our church that when Jess is around those people, <laughs> she gets loud. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, true, yeah. really loud. That part of me, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's Jess. It's part me. of who she is. But I don't, I don't bring that out of Jess. Exactly. I don't think her. I don't know. Most people don't bring that out of Jess. Yeah, it's true. There's certain people that um, when I'm around them, I know it's safe, and they won't <laughs> give me that look if I get really loud. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. I, I love those people. <laughs> and usually, like you know, remember back when you were studying. Like there's certain friends that you can have a study buddy because mm -hmm. you know they'll be good to study with. Yeah. And there are other friends. Ooh. It's a disaster because <laughs> exactly. what they bring out of you yeah. is not good studying time. Exactly. <laughs> they bring out other good things. They bring out other good things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, that that's, again shows like the importance of friendship is just in the sense there's certain bits of who you are, who God has made you to be, mm -hmm. that'll never really get the chance to come out mm -hmm. until you're really in good community with other people. Mm -hmm. Your courage or your leadership mm -hmm. or your generosity or your discipline uh, or something like that. Like there's, there's aspects of who you are that are genuine and true, but only will show themselves as you take seriously, you know, the need to be around other people yeah. and to, to really give yourself over to friendships as well. I think um, that's the, the fact that, yeah, certain aspects of you come out around other people. Um, one of my friends was telling me an interesting comment about that, and she was just saying that, like, you know, sometimes we get, like, jealous. Well, I don't know if everyone has this, but I know sometimes, like, jealousy is something that can impact friendships, and, like, maybe I can feel more insecure if, like, this friend that I really care about is spending time with other people. Mm -hmm. But then this person was making me think of, like, yeah, but just, like, when you're around this person, for example, you only bring out, like, their, their extroverted loud side, but then when they spend time with this person, there's another beautiful part of them that's also expressed. And so it's the same idea, like, having different friends, investing in different friendships, and, like, suffering with them, and doing all of that like it is going to bring out different parts of you that yeah. yeah won't be realized unless you go through that effort of like um, building community um and growing in, in holiness with different sets of people so absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Well, just to kind of bring it all in, uh, Timothy Keller talks about the four building blocks of friendship, and they're all C. Okay. <laughs> so, <I> remember them. <laughs> uh, constancy, meaning in good times and bad times, in ordinary times, I will be there for you. Mm-hmm. That's important. Like, that's one of the building blocks of friendship, constancy. Mm-hmm. The second one is carefulness, carefulness excuse me, uh, that we're willing to sort of empathize and understand the other person. You kind of know them deeply mm-hmm. uh, and then rejoice when they rejoice, mourn when they mourn, mm-hmm. be with them and, and be sensitive to their needs, be sensitive to who they are and be willing to take the time to get there with them. Uh, the, the third one is candor, which is just honesty. Yeah. And that's uh, actually found in Proverbs 2, pra- <clears throat> Proverbs 27, 6 says the wounds of a... You want to read it first? Yes. So it should be there already. Yep, 27.6. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. I'm yeah. not sure about that second part, but <laughs> wounds from a friend can be trusted. Like when your friend's honest with you, yeah. even if it wounds you, like, okay, you can trust them because I know they care about me. I know they've been constant in my life. Exactly. So, you know, yeah. And the second part is essentially flattery. Okay. Flattery okay. W- it feels really nice, but... You know, it often it can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, honesty, candor. You know, telling the truth is part of again necessary to be a good friend mm-hmm. to a person. And the last one is uh, counsel. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is just sort of self-disclosure, the ability to sort of be open, okay. uh, laying your burdens down towards another person mm-hmm. you, know, you can't expect another person to be open towards you without you being exactly. open to them in return yeah. so having a counsel between you mm-hmm. um you know being being counseled by each other mm-hmm. i think is really really important uh in friendships too so what we have in christian community is uh, basically mutual ministry community i have gifts you have gifts we're not, I'm not going to be the one blessed by my gift. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be the one blessed by your gift, but mm-hmm. I'll be blessed by yours as you're blessed with mine. The whole point of a gift is to give <laughs> to <laughs> someone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're designed, we're set up to be in good friendships. Mm. Uh, when we take this seriously, we realize that the Christian community is gifted. It's commissioned. It's enabled by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to do this well. Mm-hmm. And so when we, when we really take it seriously, man, we can accomplish some amazing things. Yeah. Uh, the actions of me as an individual within the community can really bring a lot of impact and growth to the community as a whole mm-hmm. as well, if I take that seriously as well. And one more quote is, uh, it came from a small groups book. So oh, sure. when you hear small groups, just say friendships, friendships. communities. <laughs> uh, small, small groups should not be a pleasant meeting of cordial verbal exchange. But Christian small groups should be families in which all things, ideas, feelings, pains, and joys are shared, where the individual with a reasonable need can have that need met by the group. So you're saying in friendships we should be comfortable, share, like do, doing that um, that canter and that counsel, right? Like exposing, um, just like sharing about real things that are happening in our lives, our yeah. feelings, our pains, all of that, and like knowing that like the people in our that we're friends with can like help um us meet those needs is that yeah. kind of what you're getting at okay that's absolutely what i'm getting at uh, yeah. yeah at the end of the day we can do it mainly because jesus has done it for us as well mm-hmm. that jesus is the ultimate friend mm-hmm. he he's done more for us than we could imagine and he's still yeah, with us yeah. today yeah and uh what I love about Jesus is he actually calls us friends. Mm-hmm. 
He is mm-hmm. our friend. Mm-hmm. That's which crazy. Which is real <laughs> special. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to end with a quick prayer. And my prayer uh-huh. is just going to be like for us to, our friendships to be remade in, yeah, let, let, let's just pray. Cool. God, we, we want to pray for those listening who perhaps are finding it difficult to make meaningful friendships. We ask God that you would guide them in that process to, to reach out, uh, to, to be intentional, uh, and then you bring the right people around them that they could start building friendship. May you give them patience. May you give them openness, Lord. May you give them discernment. We ask, Lord, that always the model would be Christ, mm-hmm. He, the ultimate friend, who has done for us you know, the constancy, the candor, the counsel, everything that is required to make a friend is what Jesus has done for us. And we pray, Lord, that you would really remake our friendships in his image, Lord. We ask this in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being with us today, everyone. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This was a particularly fun one, so thanks for wearing this, Chris. <laughs> of course.